a little bit like maybe at this volume too. Oh, really? Like yeah, this? yeah, yeah. We're gonna be. Oh we're, God! We're gonna have to yell at each other. We're gonna have to yell at each other like a bunch of rude. Okay. Maybe this is all part of a plan I for try, me to make but... everybody talk like Americans and <laughs> just be really loud and rude at one another. Oh, even in Italy, we talk like that. We used to really, really shout. But <laughs> oh, that's I'll right. Try. Yeah, you're from a shouting country. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's good. Okay, just a little. I'm sorry, I'm being annoying here, but just a Should little I bit. Should I speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so today I woke up and I read a bit and then I was trying to make hummus. I'm really bad in that. I mean, I'm really not Italian in this, so it's going to be hard. But I will try. Anyway, I don't have guests tonight, so is it fine? This is good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. You want, to, you want to stop talking about hummus? Is that what I'm... <laughs> yeah. Okay. About cooking in general, because I'm really bad. That goes against the stereotype. I know. I know that. I'm completely against the Italian stereotype. Really, I am. Why? I have no idea. It's just, I, I mean, I have no idea, but I'm really bad. I can't do anything girly, I think. <laughs> you can't do anything. But is that the yeah. Italian stereotype? Is that women are supposed to be uh, girly? <sighs> it's not really that because, I mean, there are a lot of guys that are very good cooking. I'm a good cook. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I think actually my good cooking came from me not having anything really going on in my life for a certain <laughs> period of time. Seriously, though, like there was just there was maybe the sixth or seventh month period where I didn't have like I just finished school. I didn't have like many commissions coming in. I didn't know what I was going to kind of what I wanted to do, like with composition within the field. Yeah. So you just sit around all day and like barely make any money with copy work and like get like depressed a little bit. Yeah. But then you also, since you have all this free time, you're like, I wonder if I could make bread. <laughs> and then over and then over a period of like six or seven months, I really learned the craft of making bread. Really? But it's only because I was a loser for a while. That I, like, that so, I okay. So should I be a loser? Skills. To learn how if, to cook. If if you want to learn kind of like quasi helpful things that yeah. you don't that you just don't have the time to learn now, you should ruin your life for six months. <laughs> just make a really bad decision. Yeah. Stop composing like, for six months. Well the thing is like I I was originally supposed to earn a PhD. Uh-huh. And that was and that was like the path that I was on that I would be I would go to school, get a doctorate, and eventually teach. But then at the last second I realized that that kind of fate would mean that I would be in the middle of the, probably in the middle of the country of the states, just teaching counterpoint to kids I didn't want to teach counterpoint to. So I, I I'd left it. I stopped <clears throat> at the last second. I called up the university and I was like, I'm not doing it. But then after you make that decision, then what? I didn't think beyond the the me saying I didn't want what I didn't want to do, and that's where I learned to cook bread. But the problem is that I really think I'm hopeless. Hopeless in what? Cooking. I mean, I tried. My mother was there teaching me like every day. But I'm just hopeless. I'm not gifted. It's just that. It's a feeling though. You know what it is? It's no. really it's a it's a amazing tempo actually. When when you start learning how to time things. Yeah. And you can do two things at once and you also kind of learn like also how to clean when the kitchen when there's time down and you yeah. have and you have that rhythm. Yeah. Then it's a ama- it's an amazing set of mind to be in. I'm trying, but I, I really think it doesn't work with me. Probably I don't have any creativity. In cooking? Yeah. That's the worst. What if I, I might open it with, probably I don't have any creativity. That's like the beginning of the <laughs> But you know that I've been accused. I mean, I'm not accused, but 
my first teacher, my first teacher in composition, he told me that I had a lack of creativity. What did he say? What a shitty teacher. (laughs) (laughs) It was my first teacher in composition. That was funny. Where was this? In Rome. And so you studied in, you studied in Rome. Yeah. And what did, what did he say to you? He just said like, okay, because we started, uh, well, actually at the beginning, I didn't want to be a composer. So. Uh, I wanted to be a flutist and then my harmony teacher he said like look if you really want to be a good musician you should study composition that's why I started and I went to this teacher in Rome and after a while he told me like oh you're getting better Clara because you know at the beginning there was really this lack of creativity and I was like okay I mean how old were you at this point I was like 18 or 19 so you started composing at 19 I mean, okay. sadic composition, yeah. Yeah. But actually, I mean, it's not like I know a lot of people who say like, uh, you know, I composed uh, since I was like seven. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, but you were a flutist first. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're originally from Rome, and then I moved to Milan to study. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the fact is that I so I did everything. Uh, I mean, the master degrees of flute there in Rome. And then I studied composition, but I really didn't like the teacher. And so since my father, he's an architect, he was an architect, he, he retired now, but um, he worked for trains. I had a ticket for like, I, I, I could go like everywhere until 26 uh, in Italy uh, without paying anything. So I was like, okay, so I will just look for a good teacher in composition. And I went like everywhere in Italy just to look for him. How long did you travel for? So you were on. So you went on this like train quest for a good composition teacher. Yeah. How many cities in Italy did you go to? I tried like f- I don't know six, maybe seven teachers. Yeah, and then I met Alessandro Zulbiati, who was in Milan, and I just loved him. Like the first lesson I had with him, so I moved to Milan to study with him. For like four years. How how long was the travel period for? How many? I don't know. Maybe one year. Okay. But you were also studying for this one year. You weren't just traveling. Uh, not exactly. I mean, no, I wasn't just traveling. I mean, yeah. I had my job in orchestra in Rome. So in general, I just like, and I mean, you don't travel. I mean, I just tried like six teachers, seven teachers maybe. So uh, I don't know, like every month I went somewhere uh, to meet a composer. There were some composers I tried for, like, to have several lessons with them. So, for example, three or four. Because at the beginning, they just give you the best, you know? It's like the first lesson you oh, have. Oh, you want to know what they, you want to know what they like when they're like tired. Yeah, sure. Yeah, when they don't, when they kind of don't care. Yeah, sure. They still have to be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you just have to tell me something very interesting every time, or you can help me because I really believe that at, at least at the beginning, the teacher is important. The teacher matters. So, I really want to study with someone good for me. Okay, so what was so great about this teacher? What's his name? Alessandro Solbiadi. Oh, well, actually, it's like, I think it's really difficult to teach composition, you know? I mean, how can you teach composition? And with him, it was very interesting because at the beginning, he was just explaining to me his technique. So at the beginning, for example, if you go in his class, all the other students, they just do the same thing he does, you know? And the in problem, his class, though, right? Yeah, exactly. But, th- but does that mean 
it's an exercise or do they consider what they're doing pieces? No, 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 because, I mean, he's really into, uh, I would not say serialism because it's not true, but it's true that he uses some of serialism techniques, you know, so like Matrix or whatever yeah. for everything. But absolutely his music, it doesn't sound like that. So but at the beginning, he just like, okay, I will tell you how I compose. And in general, for example, the idea that I have the, to start a piece and then how to transform this idea in music. And he just said that, you know, actually you learn how to use his technique. The problem with that is that at some point, all, the, all his students, they just write like him, you know, be, I don't know why, but anyway. And, but at the beginning, it was very interesting and it was like, okay, I'm starting to <laughs> use this technique and then after a while, I just like uh, stopped doing that and follow my techniques. I mean, I developed like my own way to compose. But at the beginning, that technique was very important for me. Because you didn't know anything else though, right? Yeah, I exactly. Mean, you just, yeah. Exactly. And he showed that also a bit, I mean, besides the technique he uses, he really goes into your piece. So he really tries to understand your music and he spends so much time on the score. Uh, so it's, it's it was really good. So do you think you're at, you just said at first in the beginning when you're composing, you don't really need a teacher. Do you feel like you're at the point where you don't need a teacher anymore? Hmm. Not every week, that's for sure. I It's not that I don't need a teacher. It's more, I mean, I really like to meet people. And I mean, at some point you stop talking about technique. You just look the score and you really feel the music. So I really like to meet a very good composer that I know, for example, and to talk about the piece, just about the music and just about what they think it works and what they think it doesn't work. So, I mean, I don't think that I need a teacher every week, but I really like to discuss about my music. So you like talking about aesthetics, but when it comes to actually how you technically execute an idea, uh -huh. you just feel like you're there already, like you know how to... Well, maybe I'm not there. No, it's it's no. I, I, I or someone else can't that. help you get there, basically. It's yeah, but I mean, okay, I I can tell you something. For example, uh, two years ago when I first met Fran Bedrosian, that he's one is really one of my teachers now, mm -hmm. and really a person I really like. I mean, the way we discuss about music and how it looks my scores. And he's a French composer. I don't know if you know him. No. Anyway, it's he's no. very very good. And anyway, so we, when we first met, I was writing Limun, that is a piece for violin, viola, and two page tunnels. And I remember that he started with like a minor second, <laughs> the piece, okay. my piece. Yeah. And he just looked the piece, and he was like, "Oh God, I mean, how many contemporary pieces do you know that they start like this?" And I was like, "Oops, okay." So I went home and I just thought about that and other things he told me, you know. So that's what I like now. I mean, and you don't need this like every week. It's just once in a while. That once you in a while, someone. everybody needs to look at a score and then go, ugh, really? <laughs> yeah, Boring. exactly. You stink. Go home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. These are really like actually. That's funner amongst colleagues than it is when you have a student teacher dynamic. Mm -mm. Do you know what I mean? The, yeah. The, because then you feel bad about like arguing or like getting into like a heated argument with somebody if it's a if it's a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. 
So how long were you in Italy for before you went to... I know a little bit about your biography. I know you eventually went to Paris for a while. Yes, and I then went to Paris you five came, years. Yeah, five years. Yeah. But how long are you in Italy for? You mean uh, how long I studied composition? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Composition, I studied in Italy like two years, three years. And then I moved to Paris because uh, I did um, a student exchange, you know, an Erasmus yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Conservatoire of Paris, uh, of Paris. And, and then I stayed there. I didn't want to come back, even though I had to finish my studies in Italy. So I went like every week in Italy, but I lived in Paris. I mean, I went to, to Paris and I studied one year there. And then I had to finish my study because uh, I had another year in Milan before finishing my study. You know? Oh, I get it. Yeah. So I had classes in Milan as well. So I had to to like back and forth every week to attend my classes in Milan. But then I lived in Paris because I really liked that city. And Did you still have the free train ticket? No. <laughs> okay, so you had to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was um, a lot. What a pain in the butt. Why did you, why did you do that? Well, I mean... Well, Italy, what about... Yeah, okay, so, yeah, explain to me what about Italy made you say, I okay. know I'm supposed to be here, but I'm yeah. going to go through great uh, lengths and struggles to actually not be here as much as I can yeah. and be somewhere else. So what about what about the scene there I mean, made you Italy's, go? Yeah, Italy is really bad for contemporary music and for contemporary composers, I think. Even though we really have good schools like and good teachers, actually, and good musicians. But the problem is that... And the sound. Like the like, it has a profile, a little like yeah, famous, yeah, 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 I know, like a distinct yeah. voice, the yeah, country this is in true. general, yeah, 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 this is true. But the problem in it is that, for example, well, if you uh, if you want to listen your piece, your music, you have like to win some competitions because they will not play your music because you're unknown and they don't take any risk. I mean, I'm talking about ensemble that we have in Italy. So the problem is that you have to, to win some competition. That's true. And then the problem is that we don't have a lot of festivals of contemporary music. Uh, you know, we don't have the Ministry of Culture in Italy. Absolutely not commissions. I mean, not if you're young. Not if you're young. And you can have commissions just if, for example, you have an Italian publisher. If you have an Italian publisher... You can get some commissions. Like Ricordi or something like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I really don't like Italian publishers. So so this is... Exa- I mean, and the problem is that... So I went to Paris for one year. And you can't imagine how many concerts there are. And how much music I just heard that year. And how much I changed. So I was like, I don't think that... It's going to be good for me if I turn back in Italy. I prefer to stay here and struggle and find a way to get money and to pay my rent. But I don't want to be in Italy anymore. How did you, how did you pay the rent? Uh, I'm a copyist as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still am. I still am a copyist. Well, you got hooked up now. By the way, I'd like <laughs> to point out that we are sitting in an apartment provided by the day, uh, day that is... If I just want, if like, if this was a banker, if you were a banker, yeah. I'd be like, you did something evil <laughs> to get to be able to live here. Yeah. yeah. No, I just got lucky. Yeah. No, you just got lucky. Oh, oh my God, though. No. A leather couch, like amazing view. Uh, you were in Paris and you said there, 
because if you were going to all these concerts, something big changed. You made a realization yeah. about what was good for you and that you didn't want to go back to Italy. What was that? What changed? I I think I changed. Also, I composed. I I I don't want to say that I composed a different kind of music because I really think that there's a line, you know, in all my pieces, even the the oldest ones. But I think that I just realized which kind of music I like. And the problem is that in Italy, uh, you can't really choose. You you can't because there are like so, there are not many concerts of contemporary music. So you can just know some composers. So you don't have, you can't try, you can't choose, you know, you can't pick exactly what, which kind of music you want to hear. And in Paris, it's completely different because you have like, I don't know, three concerts, four concerts in a day. Uh, so it was like a brainstorming. It's like a brainstorming, but with music, with music inside. So for one year, I've been exposed to so much music. And then after a while, I just say, look, I really like this kind of music and this. But I, I don't want to go back to Italy and list and just like... Uh, three concerts in a year because and maybe also crappy concerts you know yeah it's just that it's just because of that well what changed in what how you wrote this i actually don't know i think that how you write music is also this is a good question actually yeah, yeah. like wasn't there a bit like was there also a stylistic shift in your own technique i think that it's more like so i went to paris like after three or four years that I've been, not three years that I've been studying composition. So it was like, I'm doing not exactly what I want to do, what I want to write. It's more uh, what I listen and I like. So it's like at the beginning when you're a composer, you just, you can't really have your own ideas or maybe you have your own ideas, but you can't realize them because you don't have experience. And to get experience, you have to be played and listen to your music, you know? So at the beginning when I was in Italy, it was like that. It was like, I was writing a kind of music that it wasn't mine. It wasn't mine. I was writing just, uh, I mean, I was studying. And then when I went to Paris, I saw that, you know, the Conservatory of Paris is pretty good because you have many, 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 many occasions to be played. Many occasions to be played. In the conservatory or even like as a composer just living there, it's not, it's, well, really, I, I can't say that I, I really got lucky because when I moved to Paris the first year that I was in Erasmus, you know, with, so with the exchange program, I won a competition in Paris and uh, I got a residency for like uh, two weeks in Lyon with this ensemble, Aleph Ensemble. And then after that, I got commissions. So for me, it was, I would not say, I would not say easy, but easier but than other a, composers. You had a break basically, or like you, you had a, it, it was unique that you won this competition soon after you got there and yeah. then that was your way in. Yeah. But sometimes it can be a little bit more difficult. Like yeah, you sure. don't win a competition and then all of a sudden you're this person in a strange land. Nobody knows you and yeah, I know. it's hard to get things done. Yeah, this is true. But at the same time, you know, for example, in Paris, the good thing uh, of this conservatory is that the prix that means the last exam not just for composers but also for musicians uh, in general musicians they like to play a piece of a composition student not just in the conservatory but also outside of the conservatory so it's like it's 
in Paris, it's pretty easy to know musicians, very, very, very good musicians, and work with them because they are friendly and they are absolutely interested to contemporary music. So I think, in a way, it's easy to be performed in Paris. You are, and you also did earcam, right? Oh yeah, you did like an earcam thing. So I ask everybody about earcam oh, who's God. been there, and because it's like it's it's fascinating to me. It's almost like this mythic. Because I've never even I've never been to Paris, I've never yeah, yeah I've never oh, been there. God. No, you should. I know I know I should. I only I only travel for work really. Okay. Like if I have a performance opportunity, if I'm having a premiere, I'll go to that place and I'll try and go there to workshop with the ensemble. Mm-hmm. And it's just never <clears throat> it's just never come up. I know it's ridiculous. I've been to many other places, it but I've, I've never been there. So and I've never seen ear cam and so i only i can only ask people about it and i always get extreme reactions like oh my god it's great the way they the way they approach this acoustic modeling you get to work with all these people the technology there is incredible and then other people are like it's a terrible place yeah and it's a it'll it'll suck your soul away from you and <laughs> yeah and uh and be painful and hurt you so Go. Okay, you would get an extreme reaction with me, actually. I hated it. Like, every day, it was a nightmare for me. It was really a nightmare. I hated it. Okay, why? Um, so there are good things about Aircam and do the very, good, very the, bad things. Okay, let's do the good things. The good things are that, for example, the teachers are very good. And it's true that you learn a lot. A lot. It's true because, you know... You do things like every day from 9 a.m. until 6 p.m. And then the problem is that you stay there because the next day you will do other things completely different. So you should like just learn the things you, you have done th- that day. So even if it was hell because it was like every day you had just to think about so many things. At the end, you really learn a lot. So this is super good. Okay. Okay. And the teachers are very good. I think that's all about good things. <laughs> that was good, though. That was, <laughs> yeah? I'm, like, I'm glad that the good was good. Yeah, know? the good was like really good. wasn't this fake good that you were going to throw out. <laughs> like, it's good, you know, the nice cafeteria. <laughs> and... Are you kidding me? That was... Ah. Uh, yeah, okay. No, that was really a machine, you know, with dirty water. And they just said that it was coffee. No, it's dirty water. Okay. I really hated it, but whatever. But the nightmare was all the other things. For example, the so the first problem is that for seven months, you go there and what you talk about is just technique. It's just how to do the in max, how to do this in open music. We're not talking about music. You're not teaching me how to do it in music. It's just informatic, you know? Yeah. So this is the problem is that after several months, you start missing music and you just want to listen like Bach. Okay. So, I mean, also other, other days. It's not just... but you really start missing music. And then the bad things were that, okay, the Cursus one, because I did just the Cursus one, I absolutely didn't want to apply for the Cursus two because I hated it. Um, but the Cursus one, uh, you have to write this piece for an instrument, uh, solo and electronics, okay? The problem is that you have like a month and a half to write it, not just the score, but also the electronic part, okay? 
that's like no time for people. I don't know anybody listening. That's really short for me. I'd yeah. be like, I, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I would not. I, I'm. I, I take my time to compose. Okay. I, I you slow. You're, you're one yeah, of the slow ones. Okay. Absolutely. But there are people who are super fast, and it's fine. So maybe they they didn't struggle not that much. But no. But the real problem is that there there is a lot of pl- pressure. Really, a lot of pressure, and I remember that. For example, one of the teacher told me, like, actually, it wasn't a teacher; it was more than a teacher, or whatever. He told me, like, you know, Clara, just calm down. You don't have to think to think about the piece like a piece. It's not gonna be a piece. It's it's gonna be just like an etude, you know. And that they judge your music. What are you kidding me? When they judge. They judge your music because you know that, for example, if you want to do the courses too. At a concert, like, do they give you a grade? Like, are they like, oh, they, 9 out of 10? No, they don't give you a grade. But, for example, if you want to apply for the courses too, the concert of the courses one, the piece you write for the courses one is super important. So, actually, they they give you a grade that you can't see. That, you know, actually, in general, almost all the composers who did the Cursus 1, they will try to apply for the Cursus 2. And the problem is that if there are 15 composers in the Cursus 1, there will be just five in the Cursus 2. Okay, you know? So yeah. there is another selection among the, the students of the Cursus 1. But at the same time, if you did the Cursus 1 uh, like two years ago, you can apply. So there are more than like 15 people who will apply for the courses too. So, so it's so it's very uh, competitive, It's right? super competitive, okay. yeah. And what type of dynamic does that create between composers? It depends of Is the year. Is it a year. bonding experience or, did, or you Not for me, but uh, it depends. It depends because, for example, my year was really bad. I mean, I was really like with guys I didn't like. And so it was like a hell going every day to Irkham and so all their faces. And I was like, oh, God, just give me a break. And I remember There's no escape that, from it, though. That's the thing. It's no, so intensive. No, you that, can't. Is it seven days a week or? No, actually, it's like five days a week. Okay, so it's like a job. But the problem is that you will stay there also the weekends because, I mean, you have to do many things. Because so. you want to be one of the five people that get chosen for course two. Yeah, not for me, but yeah, I think no, so. No, I'm saying like what well, that's probably why yeah, people yeah, go absolutely. there so much. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's not just that. I think you want to do it good. I want you want to work. You if you're in the camp, you you can't just spend your time visiting Paris because you don't have time. So if you want to do camp, you really have to do it good. You have to work hard every day, even the weekends, of course. Um, well, let's go back to the positive. Like, what did you pay? You must have learned some. You said you learned a lot. Yeah. Do you, any of the stuff you do now? Did you get any of that from? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So. Sure. Because hooray uh, for ear cam. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I mean, I I really I I told you the good things I really liked. I yeah. learned a lot. I didn't just like other things, but I learned a lot. And for example, I think that ear cam gave me a lot. I would not do the cursus too just because um, there are many things that are about the cursus. You know, not about ear cam, but about the cursus about that program that I don't like. I learned a lot, and also I think that the way I work with electronics, electronic sound, I think that now I use the same kind of, the same thoughts that I had with electronics in acoustic music, you know, instrumental music. Okay, what's that, what's that thought? Well, for example... 
What's that? How goal? to create a sound? You know, in electronics, you can do whatever you want, almost whatever you want. Let's say, and it's more like you do combinations about sounds you like to find a hybrid. You know, something like that. Okay, and actually, I do the same with instrumental music. That's why, for example, uh, several times happened to me that in a concert of mine, someone came and say like. That was electronic, no? And I said, no, no, that wasn't electronic. Is but it the best? Because like, <laughs> I, I actually go for that thing too, like that type of how do I figure out the orchestration yeah. perfectly? So it becomes this unidentifiable hybrid to the yeah. listener. To, yeah. So it's almost like magic, like what's making that? Mm-hmm. What's making that happen? And it's the it's almost the ultimate compliment when they're like, Oh, you had an electronic sound yeah. going on. And you're like, no, actually, I wasn't cheating. And it took me, and it took a lot of skill to figure out how to make like this specific saxophone multiphonic blended with this, you know, harmonic in the cello to sound like not either of those two things. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it becomes this, Absolutely. it becomes this new thing. Yeah. It's so you get, good. you get compliments like that then, right? I mean, yeah. that's a big, isn't that a big compliment if that's your goal? I love it when people are like, is, was that electronic? I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I took it like, no, actually, it, yeah, sometimes it's a compliment. Sometimes it, it, it depends. If someone who doesn't know anything about electronics uh, say that, I okay. Uh, but I remember that, for example, uh, two guys that were in the courses with me asked me that, if there was electronics. So I was like, yeah. Because oh, they're yeah. professionals, right? Yeah. I was like, no, there wasn't. Oh man, I was really proud of that. Like, explain the idea of a hybrid. Can you give me an example, like a more concrete example of I did this and this and this, and that's why it's related to electronics because of this hybrid sound. And I mean, like a technical example. I mean, a technical example. I, I don't think that it's really consciously related to the electronics. It's more that I think that after the ear cam that you learn a lot about electronics and how to uh, combine a sound, you know, and how to, to make it. Because what is really important for, for me is try to be, try, really, just try to be original. Because I know that it's, there's nothing we are inventing now. Nothing. It's like impossible. But what I do really, you mean now? You mean like it's impossible nowadays and it was a while ago? Nowadays, or? I don't know. Maybe a while ago you could have discovered something that someone didn't know, you know? But in the last... It, I think that also with electronics it's like kind of... It's more difficult. I would not say that it's impossible. It's more difficult to impress people, to surprise people with a sound. That land has been settled. Okay. But, <laughs> okay. that's what I wanted to say. But I really think that we can be original combining this sound. I mean, it's like everyone uh, knows uh, the flavor of an apple. Uh, everyone knows the flavor of a pear. Everyone knows the flavor of the mango. But what if you put this and this and this together with this spicy? And then you will just taste something that you say, hmm, okay, uh, maybe it's this. Where you can't really recognize all the flavors, you know. So I really think that um, as, at least what I am work on is more like combining sounds, you know, and try to find a way to give you something that you say, hey, what is she doing? What, what, who is playing now? You know, it's yeah. more like this.
it is related, I think, with electronics because I really changed that when uh, after IRCAM, and it's really something that I took from electronic, how I worked with electronics with Yamarash at IRCAM. I mean, if you want, if you're asking for something technical, I, I don't have an example. I just like combine, I have my sounds. Uh, well, it depends, of course, by... You must, though. I mean, this is actually, it's, it's, it, kind of, it kind of blows my mind that you were like, we started this app like, I don't know how to cook. <laughs> and, now, and now all of a sudden you're like you recorded a that of, yeah recorded oh that. really yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Okay. but uh, um, oh. I can take it out but it would be nice, <laughs> nice if we keep it in now you're actually comparing like cooking with like the actual type of electronic sounds that you want yeah but you must have a concrete ex- I mean maybe it's a secret recipe although oh, I no. did see the score but no. I like I saw the score of how is it pronounced a iPhones. Really interesting mixtures with like strange harmonica things yeah. going on and uh, a very well thought out kind of like prepared piano part yeah. with harmonics. So I know those specifics are there. Those ingredients are there. Yeah. So like in general, what is your approach to combining these instruments that you're like, oh, okay, this, you know, this works. This is, this is how I want it to taste. Uh, it's pretty difficult to answer to this question, but... Okay, I can just tell you like my approach to when, when I have to start a composition, you know, a new piece. So in general, it's like I'm not really influenced by like an idea from a book or from a movie or from a natural something. It's not that. It's just like a sound that I like that either I think about that sound or just like I heard that sound in another piece of someone else. You know, and I take that sound and I say, okay, now I will try to work on this sound and give you my own vision of that sound. Okay, so I am the filter and I will take your sound and I will try to make it my my own, you know. So what I do in general is uh, first I try to figure what sound I want to use. And then I, what I do, yes, it's more like I more think about registers. You know, it's like... What exactly could be good if, uh, uh, for example, I combine this with this with this. But the problem is that I don't have all the instruments and at the same time, uh, either in my computer or it's, it's impossible. Uh, or, I mean, it's just like uh, combining sounds in my head and put it in the score. How accurate are you with that? Like, do you, are you Super do you, accurate. But So you have a... Cause I think the biggest issue when you're thinking that way is accuracy. So you have like a sound in your head and you're like, okay, I could also change it in this way if I move it into this register and that'll change what it sounds. And then you have a result in your head that you think is going to work and then it hits reality. Mm-hmm. And it's always basically what you thought it was going to be. Like how do you refine an idea that's that specific, that's a very clear thought in your head? This is difficult actually because... I mean, it happens a lot of times that I think it's going to work like this. And then I discovered that it wasn't completely my idea, you know. And so I will make it better in the next piece. It's fine. I just say, okay, this works. But maybe I didn't exploit it well in this piece. So I will try to exploit it the next piece. Or this absolutely doesn't work. Or, okay, why it doesn't work? So maybe if I try this, you know, it's more like that. Is there is there a type of different kind of formal thinking like large-scale thinking that you have to apply to these electronic inspired sounds 
a formal thinking yeah like a, how you think about form you oh know, how, like how you how how you want something to evolve how you want something to change yeah. over time okay this is uh, i think my weakest point uh, as a weak- composer yeah yeah so about form it's pretty difficult actually because i try to not really to think about form for the last few years and then after a while i mean since last year i think I started thinking about it because, you know, in general, I work like measure by measure, bars after bars. It's more like, okay, I'm here now. I don't want to know in like two pages what would be. I don't care. It's because you're so focused on the vertical, aren't you? Like, uh, No, like when, absolutely but, but not. When you're so obsessed with like uh, how to orchestrate a specific type of sound, it's about that verticality at that moment. I right? don't think so because anyway, even though, yes, you can find some vertical i really think i mean i i do care about i would not say the horizontality of the piece but more like about the history about each figure i use it's it's not really that even though yes i mean i absolutely uh, i really care about like uh, how to orchestrate this sound yeah absolutely but I, i i try to look both but it's more that i'm really like this for example i don't care of what will happen in a week i just don't care i will not think about it I, I i don't like to think about it you know in the form of a piece in in everything in my life okay well so it's like it's like me it's like okay i'm here now and i will do this bar and then i will try to figure what should i do in this other bar but i don't want to know how it will end the piece i don't care i mean when i will be there i will think about it so this is how i worked uh, so far and the problem is that uh, it's not really that I realized that but talking with other composers very very good ones actually they pointed out that in general the form I use I mean the large form I use they are absolutely classical and it's it's a pity because it's like I'm taking a box or a really classical box, and in inside I'm putting something completely unusual. By classical, do you just mean something that is has a narrative that builds and that people can follow, or do you literally mean like, whoops, I wasn't thinking from bar to bar and I accidentally wrote a sonata? <laughs> Not really about a sonata, but like, for example, uh, about Afon. So, you know, after a while there's like a climax, yeah. okay, in the piece. And it's absolutely divided in two parts with a, a, a big climax. And we arrive at this climax and the first part of the piece just will end. And then there will be the second part. So I'm talking about this. They are absolutely classical. And they, they said uh, it's a pity because it's like you're using an, a, unusual sounds and unusual things. And then the form, the narrative you're giving me is absolutely something I know. So maybe you should try to find uh, a box for the unusual things you're doing. So what I'm doing now is trying to understand how to deal with form and how to to create also the box of my instruments and not just the instrument. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So what what conclusions have you come to? Oh, none. <laughs> really? So is, it, is this really nude? Like, did you decide this yesterday? No, this not morning? really yesterday, but this, like, this, this, this morning, summer, last summer, hummus? last yeah. summer. You're like, last oh, shit, summer. I got to work on form. My form issues. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I knew it, Dad. <laughs> I mean, I knew it, but it was like, I don't care. I mean, I, I don't think it's time to do it because I'm not ready to do that. And now it's like, okay, now I'm ready, maybe. So, 
Yeah, that's what I'm working on. The piece you sent me was pretty short. Is this is like it's unfinished? Is oh really? You sent me an unfinished piece? Yeah. The recording's good. Yeah, I know. And it has like a little cadence at the end. Yeah, I know. When are you gonna finish it? Uh, never. Well, I gotta play something on this. (laughs) (laughs) But you can play that piece. I I I like it, and I I think that it's it was very important for me. Like you haven't come up with any answers yet. I I don't think that in like few months you can really like change the whole way you thought about music for like 10 years it's like impossible so i'm working on it i'm working on it i i think about that like every day almost but i mean now i have to start a new piece a string quartet so i think that uh, we will talk about it like in a year when i will finish this piece and let's see if i found something good i would not say solution because i think it will take time but like how can I change? How can I deal with form? I mean, it's it's completely new for me. Do you think after you solve this form problem, is there like another? Th- is there like a list of things that you need to like? I will discover some other happy. problem. Yeah, some, sure. like, some other person will be like, "Hey, you got the form, but it's a pity." And then, yeah, and it's yeah. something how you're like, "Oh my god, stop! I need to stop meeting with this person." <laughs> No, no, I think that this is really exciting, no? Oh, no, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, of course, it's the best part when yeah, somebody... Yeah, it's like, like yeah, exactly. Like, when, so when, someone else was going to think something, we're going to just say something else and yeah, yeah cool. I, I always think the best type of criticism is like, if it really hurts at first, like, and it's not malicious, it's not like, I don't like you and mm-hmm. I don't like your music, but if it's something along the lines of what you said, oh, yeah. there's something wrong with the form, there's always like maybe a three or four day period where you're like, ah, man... Yeah, I know. Suck, I'm the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on like day five, you're like, I think I can fix this problem somehow, or it gives you something to, uh, it gives you something to work towards at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yes, actually, I really, really liked it. I mean, it also happened like other times that I went to uh, some composers I really liked, and I had lessons with them, and they just destroyed me, but without any point. You know, I mean. I got out that lesson and I was like... Without any point, like you didn't... There's nothing to walk away with. You, they yeah, just, exactly. They I just made you feel you bad. Ju- yeah, exactly. You, you just destroyed me just because you don't like my music. But it's, I don't think this is the point to meet people. I mean, even though you don't like my music, it's fine. But just give me something to, to think about it. You know, how, how can I be better? How can I get better? You know, or just like uh, what you didn't like. How come you didn't like it? Because, for example, when I think about composers I like, there are some composers I really like uh, and I would never write their music. Never. But I really like them. Yeah, just give me something to think about. Like you were talking about your music and you were comparing it to your life. Like, I always think about that moment. Yeah. And then I never, like, tackle, like, this large-scale form because I'm always focused on this, like, uh, micro-event that's yeah. happening. And you're like, just like my life. Is that how you live? You're just like, oh, I'm doing this for now. Maybe later I'll apply to this thing in Berlin. Oh, I guess I'm here in this great lavish apartment. And then you don't, <laughs> and right now you don't have a plan for what's going to happen uh, after. Okay. Everything has changed in the last like, few years. What's your few plan? Months. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh, no, I hate that. I mean, I'm thinking about it and I hate thinking about it, actually. It's like, I, I mean, <laughs> it's like a plague I really if you don't, don't have lie. the answer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Okay, I'm thinking about uh, next year. What, what will I do after the DAID? This is a good question. I mean, I have some plans, actually. I'm thinking about it. 
I don't know exactly what to do, but I'm thinking about it. But anyway, it's pointless. It's really pointless for me to think about my future. How is that? How could you say that? It's I mean, pointless. I could die in like a week. How can I spend the whole day thinking about my future? I'm not saying about the whole day. And of course you could die in the week, but that's, but you're probably not. <laughs> right? You don't know. I certainly hope you don't uh, die <laughs> yeah, in a too, week. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah, yeah. me too. No, but actually, I mean, it's just that I don't care. In this, in general, I don't feel really Italian, but in this, I really come from Rome, actually. Really? Yeah, Romans, we just, Romans don't give a shit. Just, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's just when the problem will come, I will think about it. But since now I don't have any problem, it's fine. I will not think about anything. Problem is that I don't, I don't like to think about future. I, I prefer to like, okay, today I'm here and then I will see. But the problem is that now I don't like I, to I'm think forced about it. to I think about I don't, it. Yeah, I don't like to think about it either because, it doesn't, because if you don't have an answer, then, you, then it keeps you up all night. Yeah, exactly. But how do you not, like, you, you, you're literally just like, whatever, I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm here in the moment living. I'm going to write this string quartet and that's what I need to think about. Yeah, no, not exactly. I mean, for example, I apply for things. You know, yeah, I you apply. apply a lot of stuff. Yeah, right? I apply. To, so, but the problem is that okay, uh, what if, for example, okay, you apply to many things, okay, because this is what okay any composite does. I stopped doing it. Really? It's a massive amount of time. I mean, it kind of means I'm fucked in a way because that's like <laughs> a real because like, you kind of have to do that stuff. Yeah. But what if you don't? I don't know. I guess you buy microphones and <laughs> talk to people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I apply because. I'm really not good in like being a, the manager of myself. I, I'm really not good in that. I'm, I, I'm really bad. I'm really, really bad. Okay. Talking, for example, it's really something I don't like. And I really like to be alone, for example. Yeah. So, you know, I think that I, sh I have to apply because otherwise, how can I research? How can I write music? I need it, I think. Like, it's great that that is actually an outlet for you. You know, that's like a way of doing things where you can get opportunities and get better. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I, I need to be played to, to, to keep doing this, Yeah. you know, in order to, to get better and to, not to get better, actually. I mean, it's like a need. You, if you want to write music, you can write music just for yourself, but you have to pay your rent. So either you start working like a bar bartender or something that I did. I did it. I mean, I did it. Or a copist. And you can absolutely live being a copist, just a copist. But I would just like to compose, so I apply for things. So it means that I think about my future, you know. Then, for example, okay, what if you apply for like five things and you can get any of these? You don't get any of them. So what? I mean, so what? Like it's not a big deal or it's what do you do? It's not a big deal. You will do something else. So in general, I apply for things and then I will, I just stop thinking about it and okay if they will pick me yay i will go if they don't okay i will think about it i will i will think about another solution it's fine but is there like there's this kind of this weird jump where composers like us i mean i should be applying to stuff i admit that i just i i don't maybe mm -hmm. i'll start again i don't know and then there is almost like this gap kind of where you you go from a composer that applies to a lot of stuff and get a lot of things, and then there's this transition that happens, and then you're like a professional composer. And it starts maybe at the age of like 35 or 36 or something, mm -hmm. where you're not applying to stuff anymore, 
people are commissioning you and asking you to do stuff, and then you have a little bit more of a higher profile where it would be ridiculous if you applied to something that's true. lower. I don't know how do like do you plan on making that transition or how do you make that transit like how does that happen? I, I don't think, even know how that happens. Yeah, I think that for example, at the beginning when you apply for many workshops, for example, I told you I mean it's like to know exactly your way, your way to write music. The only way you can find it is like uh, being played because every time you you get experience from that you know and so you will say like okay this piece works in this 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 but it doesn't work in this 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 so what i will do is next piece i will change this 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 okay and in order to do that you're experimenting things you know so but i think you really need experience to do this job no so for example all the workshops i did it was just because of that because you know you don't get money to write a piece when you go to a workshop, no, no, no actually, you have to you, pay for your yeah, travel, exactly, so you pay for everything, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but it's like, okay, I'm paying to get experience, so it's fine. And then after a while, you will experiment because I mean, I really like to take risks and to take risks, and I really think that a composer has the right to write a wrong piece sometimes. It's fine. Come on. It's it's not bad. I, it means we're taking a risk and it's good. But it's anyway, important. What if you It's absolutely like, important. I, I always I always judge somebody negatively if they don't have a piece yeah. that's really bad. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean maybe they, it's just hidden, you know. I will not give you my bad piece. Well, I mean maybe I, I won't play it here, but why can't I listen to your bad piece? But sure you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure you can. But maybe if you <laughs> I can write a bad piece and it's fine. For example, I mean, it's fine. You can't judge me just based on one piece. But for example, uh, like two weeks ago, I heard this piece of one of my favorite composers. And I was so upset because it's really bad. <laughs> it's really, really, really bad. And I was like, no way. But it's fine. So, but I think. What did you say? What did you say to him? Did you go up to him? And I didn't like, say anything. But if he asks, I will tell him. If he doesn't, I would just shut up. But don't you want to ask him, like, what were you trying to do? I'm sure, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure he I actually, mean to write a bad I, piece. I actually got why he, he wrote this piece. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes there are composers who... But sometimes, sometimes you don't have time. So you're struggling because, I mean, the deadline is there and you decide to do easy things or something you already done and it works, you know. I think that it was easy, that piece. And yeah, it was e- really easy. And God, it was bad. Like cliche. It started out with a minor second. Super it? cliche. Yeah. Super cliche with quotations. That it's fine. I mean, I like sometimes quotations. But come on, you can do it better. I okay, mean, I so know you. <laughs> I hope he listens to this and he knows that it's him. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. hope not. But well, if he asks, I will tell. Okay, so it's okay to write a it's okay to write a bad piece. It's not just okay; it's more than okay. Yeah. It's perfect because it means that you're taking risks and that you're experimenting things, and it's just not using the same things. How so much it, are you How much are you willing to do that from piece to piece? Do you think every piece you have to be like, I don't know what's going to happen, or do you think it's some pieces, you're like, okay, this is going to be performed with a very limited number of audience members. Maybe there'll be 15 oh, people I there. Oh, I absolutely don't it's care a... about audience. I really, really at all? At all. I, I really don't care. Okay, but I'm talking about like exposure as far as to... I don't care either. 
I really don't care about that. Uh, in general, when I write a piece, it's just for me. Okay, uh, so for musicians. So, so normally, when somebody gives you commission and some saying this is going to be um, for an orchestra, it's going to be high profile, you know, big festival concert. Everybody's going to be there. And you would approach that the same way as if a violin sure. player is like, hey, write a piece for me. I'm doing this sure. gig in a cafe in sure. a week and a half. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And you would push your, you would take the same amount of risk with one than the other. Well, okay. The orchestra is pretty difficult, actually. I mean, you can't, I, I, I never written for orchestra so far. So, but anyway, when I think about the orchestra, I really think you can't, every musician, uh, you can't treat them like a soloist because they're not. Okay. So I think you can't take the same risk you would take with an ensemble. And they really don't care. You know, they're <laughs> like, why, the, yeah, the well, most of the time they you? don't why care. Why am I looking at you right now? It's basically yeah. what, yeah. And yeah. they laugh when, you're, when they're playing in a concert. It's so sad. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. This is sad. I know. Okay, so remove the orchestra thing. Let's say, let's say it's ensemble modern. Yeah, like I, I absolutely treat them okay. in the same way. Because writing music for me is like a therapy. It's like the only way I can know myself. So I really don't care about audience and... Well, you're pretty good. You're pretty seem to be pretty good at like floating above these pressures, then, right? Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, there's a social pressure to like this is going to be high profile. It needs to be good. I maybe should stay a little bit. Safer. I don't care because you know, for example, in the Conservatoire in Paris, the concerts were pre- pretty full every time, and nobody told me like there would be this artistic director and this artistic director. I mean, an artistic director who cares about contemporary music, he will go either in a conservatoire or in Festival Trachal, it's, it's fine. Maybe, yeah, it's more likely if you played in Festival Trachal, but pff, who cares? I mean, no, I don't care. It's hard not to think about that stuff and worry about it. I mean, you can make a conscious decision to ignore it, but the fact that it just kind of like floats over, floats over you or just goes right by yeah, you. Yeah, but what can you thing? do? What can you do? It means that you're, I mean, it, okay, so. Nothing, that's why it's miserable. If there are so many artistic directors in my concert, I really have to write a good piece. <laughs> yeah. Is that possible? I mean, it's really under your control, writing a good piece? Well, it is in a certain way. You can stay safe and other, like all the things that you've learned and mastered up to that point, you're going to be like, okay, I'm just going to stick to that. And I won't go off in this other direction where there's this kind of unpredictable factor because it might explode. But this and is I've, awful. Yeah, but I've definitely been in positions where I'm like, there's like a, it was been a high profile thing. I tried something new and it just like fell flat. And then at the point I'm like, oh man, all these people were there and then are like kind of in charge of my destiny. Oh, they're that, not. Like saw me like suck. Look, since you have the right to write a wrong piece, a piece of sucks, it's fine. I mean, if they like you, if they they will not judge you just because of a piece, it's fine. They will just listen the other pieces. And I think, I mean, for example, I know I don't know, but I really like when a composer tries to do something, and maybe he will not achieve it because it's 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 difficult when you're experimenting things. It takes time, so maybe you will not achieve it. But maybe you gave me like something new or something, and I was like, oh my god, what is he doing? Uh, these I like. These I really like. Well, uh, I think, I don't know, is there anything else? About what? I don't know. We're just having the conversation. Um, I don't know. Well, I think that's a good uh, place to end it. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. <laughs>